Yeah, you know what it is, Truth Nation. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. The best way to start your day. Cutting through the noise and bringing you the real stories behind the headlines. Talk to someone about how you feel. Do not internalize it. Do not consume it. You deserve to be heard. It's time to wake up with Milwaukee's favorite morning show. It's not just we canceled it, it's over, it's a done deal. Shouldn't be that way. That program still should proceed no matter how a few may go. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Tell him, where are all the watch for him? Where the hey. brothers gonna be? Hey. <laughs> I just wanted to see what she was gonna do. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Here are your hosts, the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas, and two-time Emmy Award winner, Telly Hughes. Good. That was really, really sexy, wasn't it? Did you like that, Tony? Hmm. Sound like you had something in your throat. I did, actually. Oh. I apologize. That was not sexy. <laughs> good go. morning. Good morning, Truth Nation. It's the top of the second hour, 8.02 already. It's Wednesday, December 27th. Hope you're having a relaxing Christmas week, holiday season week, getting ready for the new year. 2024 is approaching us. And for a number of us over the holidays, as of Christmas Day, we went to go see The Color Purple. It premiered on Christmas Day. It's breaking records. It's shattering box office Christmas Day opening records. And we've been talking about it. Have you? Did you go see it on Christmas Day? I went to go see it yesterday. My mother and my daughter and I went to go see The Color Purple yesterday. And we've been talking about how do you feel about this remake? Some people are feeling it. Some people are not because, yes, there's a lot of music in the movie. Some people are saying, hey, it it flushed out some of the Details. elephants in the room. Yeah, in particular, the relationship between Suge Avery and Miss Seeley. I personally think that there were a lot of significant aspects that were removed based on reading the book. Now, before break, Tony, we were asking what were some of our favorite quotes from that movie. I have to start with you, Tony. Give me, give me at least three favorite quotes from The Color Purple. Uh, I mean the the most of them are from Easter dinner. That was epic dinner. Uh, yes. I mean it was it was phenomenal. The my my favorite was uh the 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 dad, the old dad when. Uh, he was first on his side. He said, boy, are you going to let her talk to you like that? You're at the head of your own dinner table. And you're acting like a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part was how he flipped after uh, Oprah came alive. He was like, well, about time we got some stability around here. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, dude, make up your mind. <laughs> Who side you on, bro? <laughs> and, you know, that's one of the reasons why. And, and you know, Miss Seeley had called that out during that particular scene, too. That's one of the reasons why Mr could never keep a wife because of how yeah, his right. father raised him. But no, uh, for me again, my favorite quote is again, when Miss Seeley finally, after so many years 
of being raped, being held captive, taking care of them bad kids, Mrs. Bad Kids that weren't even hers, and having so much experience, negative experience with men to the point where, you know, she obviously had no interest in being romantic with men, thus her relationship with Suge. You know, it was when she said, you know, I may be black, I may be a woman, I may be ugly. And I may be paraphrasing, but she's like, I'm here. And and that is what was my favorite ultimate quote. And of course, you got Miss Sophia when Miss Millie asked her to come be her maid. And she was like, H-E double hockey stick. No. Oh, right. Yeah. The oh, power yeah, of that, no. And we, that that, we was a, that turned Thomas. out to be a bad scene, though. But the, the my other one, though, uh, real quick before we get Thomas on. Yeah, was sure. The, the one uh, where she was in the store after that. And then I forget who she saw. Oh, she said, yes. oh, when I saw you, I know there was a God. There was a God. That was Miss Seeley. <laughs> yeah. And see, that was, the, that, was, that was one of the main takeaways from that story is that, you know, Seeley, although she was, you know, the main character that had went through so much in her life, everybody experienced the God in Miss Seeley. And that's part of the, what the whole the color purple means. Thomas, thank you so much for calling back. You are live with DT and Telly on Truth Be Told. What is your question or comment, Thomas? Hey, first of all, Merry Christmas to everyone. Right in, in Arizona. Yeah, you too, Tony. Uh, my, my, my opinion was I never, every time I see a sequel, I never expect it to be like the first one. It's never going to happen because it's the original and you're going to come with a different mindset. But I think this movie was made for the now and probably be the generation to see something on a different level because uh, our generation need music and dance for them to understand something. So I think that uh, the musical, I haven't seen the musical. I haven't read the book, but I have read books and it's never like the book. You're going to have to delete some, or we're going to see a, a four hour plus movie to get everything in. So that's my opinion. It was good. I enjoyed the entertainment. I knew it was going to be a musical because of the people who were in it. Um, mm. A singer. Yeah, it's. And, and Thomas, were you. So without giving away, we don't want to give any, any names away, but I will say this about the version that came out on Sunday. There were a lot of surprises in terms of the actors. I was like, ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh. It's a lot of surprises, y'all. Yeah. Like, there's. They, they, you, you're going to see people, and Thomas, again, we don't want to say any names, but you're going to see people in that movie that you have not seen in a long time that do an amazing job acting. It was, yeah, it was I saw great. it on Day. So, yeah, it was very good. But, uh, yeah, but to me, I enjoyed it because I didn't go in with the mindset of it to be better or like a person. Of course, the mm. person is better. Something they need to leave alone. <laughs> but I think this is for a different generation. Of you know, Thomas, you know, Thomas, thank you. Thank you for your call. And thank you for listening, as always, coming out to us from the state of Arizona. I, I thought the same thing, Tony, to Thomas's point. I, when I was watching the version, you know, which is a musical. Right. With or without the music. Again, the acting is incredible. And Danielle Brooks, who plays Miss Sophia, mm-hmm. she's a man. If she don't win Best Supporting Actress in all the upcoming awards, 
I will be very shocked because when I tell you I've seen the musical, I've read the book, I've, you know, watched the original version. Danielle Brooks, she 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 literally I, I don't like to compare people. I'm just going to say it. That is Miss Sophia. <laughs> that is Miss <laughs> Sophia. She could she could literally play that role in the original version in 1985 or current date 2023. Now, to Thomas's point, I want to add on to that Tony and get your thoughts. I I could see that it definitely was catered to the younger generation. And I understand. I get it because to some degree you want the younger generation to find this, this, this remake appealing. For example, this is just my opinion, Tony. So let me know how you feel. Mm -hmm. I saw the movie that came out in 1985, the original movie before I read the book. Okay. okay, just just stay with me. Now, again, the movie came out when I was nine years old. So me and my mom and dad saw it. We saw it collectively probably when I was around, I don't know, maybe 11 or 12, maybe 13. Okay. Then I read the book. And How old were you like, when you read the book? Um, Probably eighth, ninth grade. But I, I, But then after I read the book the first time, I read the book probably five more times after that. Oh, wow. I mean, it got to the point where, you know, like when you would read books over and over again and the cover just gets all, you know, worn out. And yeah, that's mm. that's how it was for me. So what I found interesting and again, Thomas made the point that, you you know, it was it was definitely catered to the younger generation. And when I say younger generation, I don't mean like children. I mean, like millennials, right, right. older Gen Zers, the relationship between Suge Avery and Miss Seeley. In the first movie, 1985 version, you really didn't gather that much that they were that romantically involved. And you definitely didn't leave, from my lens, I didn't leave the movie focusing on the fact that Miss Seeley, you know, was was a lesbian and she was in love with Suge Avery. My takeaway from the movie, the first movie, was that she was enamored she was drawn as to you know her beauty her talent her freedom the ability to see beauty in everything even with being you know very promiscuous but then when i read the book i was like oh snap mm. they were lovers and so suge avery she was definitely you know a bisexual woman she you know had she was known as the loose woman she had you know a lot of relationships with different men she was a performer mm -hmm. she toured and she had a relationship with Miss Seeley, romantic. So yeah, I didn't I, get that until I, I see, actually read the book. And, and see, I I got a little bit of that from the movie. I kind of, I'm, it seemed like it was maybe I was just ignorant. Yeah, maybe. Well, if you're you're super young, so probably that's why when you first saw it. But I kind of I kind of saw that that was hinted towards or insinuated, like. But that, what, but what, see, what's I'm going saying, on. But what I'm saying is, Tony, think about it. Back in back in the '80s, you didn't see a lot of homosexual relationships featured in motion picture films. Right. If and you I, did, it was probably something associated with, you know, the, the culture, the lifestyle, and it was always portrayed in those days as very controversial or just hush hush. It right. was not accepted. But, but that, that in Hollywood that, as it is now, that also speaks to a point that, um, the caller man, you were saying before, like 
the movie that's out now, the musical, was made for this generation and this time because it's now. Like back then, like you said, that's why I said I kind of got a hint of it mm-hmm. because that's all they're willing to put in the movie at that point, right? It's just right. a hint of it. They're not going to really feature it uh, right. because that's what it was in those times. So now they're not worried about that. They can obviously play on that oh. as much as they want to, right? But And they did. Yeah, back then they, they couldn't do that. So, But I, I have to say I did feel like that's what was going on, even though they didn't say it. It, it kind of had you wondering, like, there's something's going on there. I don't know what it is. Now, Tony, fully. you bring up you bring up a great point, and I got to say this because you asked me earlier if I had to recommend. Yeah, you still ain't gave your answer. I mean, and I'm going to give it forty five minutes because you just you just triggered my memory. The first time I truly realized of the relationship and saw it firsthand was when I went to go see The Color Purple on Broadway in Chicago. So in the Chicago Theater District, okay. i.e., their version of Broadway. That's when I saw The Color Purple. I think it came out in 2007, 2008. So not, not even after really reading the book? On, you didn't get? I did. I did. But it's so when you when you read a book, you basically are visualizing things based on your experiences and based on how you interpret. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I saw the musical in 2007-ish uh, that I was like, oh, because they actually like, because that's when uh, Michelle, oh man, what's her last name? She's part of Destiny's Child. What is Michelle's last name? That's terrible. See, it's, it's too early. Mm-hmm. Michelle played uh, Suge Avery in the Broadway when oh, it first okay. came out. And so to see her and Miss Seeley. the only one to know. You got Kelly Rowland, Michelle, Michelle Williams. Boom. Thank you, Michelle Williams. And so I, I would. This is, this is what I would recommend based on my experience. Read the book first. Read really? the book by everything Alice in the book. Walker. Read the book first because you're going to get Alice Walker, everything that she intended for the readers to gain from that story. Mm. The experience of faith, hope, resilience, forgiveness, determination as we celebrate the second day of Kwanzaa. These are all things, you know, the realities of being a black woman. And, you know, Miss Sophia was a threat from day one because she would not allow any man to abuse her because she experienced that as a child. So she became right. a very like, you ain't putting your hands on me type woman. Or you about to and get she was beat very confident. down. You do. Yeah, she was very confident and she would keep a man and she owned her happiness. And she was and from that, and, and, you know, back in those days, because the movie starts in 1908. Yeah. And ends in around 1946, 47. So throughout that entire up until when she was arrested for not obliging to Miss Millie's request to be her maid. Miss Sophia was an outstanding woman. There weren't too many black women that had that type of confidence, especially, you know, the fact that. How and this is something that still impacts our community today, how black women. Are treated differently based on the, the the color of their skin complexion so colorism right right and that played a major role because people don't want to talk about it or not but suge avery you know she was of a lighter skin complexion mm-hmm. compared to miss seely compared to miss sophia i mean she she was regarded as beautiful and she was regarded as promiscuous and she was regarded as ooh, everybody stop suge avery's in town 
So there's, there's some other underlying experiences that impact black women, especially in the South in those times that still are relevant today. So, so I would say read the book. So you said read the book first. The Hold on. Let me, let me stop yeah. right there because of what, okay. you, because of what you said before about when you read the book, you said that you, you kind of saw it in your own, like through your own lens ex- of experience and not necessarily what the, the, uh, the writers of the movie or the, the, the people intended for people to see. Mm-hmm. So would you say that would, I would think that that would, in that light, you would say, okay, go see like the movie first and then see everything and then read the book last. That's what I would have thought because the book has everything, right? The book has is, is the most detailed well, of yeah, all. The, the, book, the, the reason why the book has everything is because the it's a story that was written by, it's a novel. Right. This was not a movie, you know, turned book. You, you, you got a lot of movies that then turn into books. No, this was a novel. Right. Yeah. And the only reason, by, I, only reason I said that is yeah. because you said reading the book, you had your own, you saw it through your own lens first. and But then mm-hmm. you got a different view when you saw the movie. So I was just saying, okay, would you want to get the intended? Yeah, uh, I saw the movie first, first and right. then I read the book. So to your point, I would definitely read the book first, first. Okay. because the version that is out now, based on my experience, there's a lot of significant elements that were removed. Uh-huh. Here's the thing, Tony. Here's the thing. Well, probably and because I, it was a know, musical, right? Yes. And, and, I, I yeah. respect Oprah for this. Because you you can tell that this this movie, or excuse me, the story, The Color Purple, means everything to Oprah Winfrey. Because I, I feel that from the time that she played Miss Sophia, which was her breakthrough, it, everything that came after that, you know, her being the legendary talk show host, her being, you know, one of the first black female billionaires in this country, if not the first next to Sheila Johnson, there's so many things that the color purple did for her to where I think it inspired her to keep this story alive, whether it was through musicals, whether it was through remakes, this, this story is significantly important to Oprah Winfrey. And I applaud her because every version that she's had her hand in, i.e. the musicals, i.e. the remake, which is a, musical you know it's she's you know she's basically created it and so she's not going to let the color purple like die i wouldn't be surprised y'all if within the next two to three years because she has a, a relationship with apple and apple tv i would not be surprised if the color purple turns into a series on apple tv i promise you i won't I, I would not be surprised if Oprah. Yes, I would not be surprised if no, Oprah don't do and it, the Oprah. the executives at Apple are having a conversation now about how to turn this into a series. Like what what happened after? Because I'm telling you, the way that the movie ended, I'm not going to give it away, y'all. The way the movie ended, it could it could be it, it could it could go into. Let's just say it wasn't the end. You know, you didn't get that the end feeling. Well, mm. I didn't. The Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. We have been talking about the movie, The Color Purple, that was just released Christmas Day. It's breaking records. As a matter of fact, it is now the second 
highest grossing Christmas Day opening film since 2009. And it's in second place or the highest since 2009. It's the second highest of all time. So kudos to Fantasia, to Raji P. Henson, Danielle Brooks. When I tell y'all, regardless of how you feel about what was included, what was removed, the the acting and the performance and the singing. I'm going to tell y'all right now, Fantasia's anointed. No, no, no question. That, that woman is anointed. She is talented. She has a, an extremely talented capability of making you feel the message through her singing. Like you, you're going to feel Miss Seeley, the pain, the doubts, the uncertainties, the insecurities. That's, that's Fantasia's faith, uh, genre anyway. It is. You're so right, Tony. It is. And that's why well, I'm so glad that she, because, you know, she played Miss Seeley on Broadway. Oh, I didn't know that. I can't think of any. Yeah, she played Miss Seeley on Broadway. I can't think of anyone else who should play Miss Seeley besides Fantasia. She ate that role. We come back from break. We're going to wrap up the conversation around the color purple. If you have seen it, let us know your thoughts. If you plan to see it, what are you looking forward to? What are you not looking forward to? The Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. We got some favorite quotes coming in on the Truth Talking text line too. We're going to wrap this up. We come back and get into some, our brother, yay, Kanye West. I'm sorry. He's back in the limelight. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Some of y'all are already, I can hear y'all rolling y'all's eyes, but guess what? This time, it's not that You ain't negative. got the answer, Sway. It's, <laughs> it's actually very humble. A humble demonstration. So, mm. more to come. Is it? Stay mm. tuned. <laughs> we'll definitely hear from Tony. He obviously has a, an opinion. You are listening again to the best morning show on planet Earth. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly with our guest co-host, Tony Smith in the building. We will be back. Damn. Boy, if you gonna let this little nappy head gal sit here and cuss you out like that, you sitting at the head of your own dinner table and you acting like a waiter. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Don't need you to love me I don't need you to love You are listening to the best morning show on planet Earth Truth Be Told with DT and Telly with our guest co-host Tony Smith If you're just tuning in, that was a tease, a snippet from the Color Purple soundtrack that was just released as part of the debut of the remake or the musical version of the Color Purple. And if you have not seen the movie, but you plan on seeing it, just know that however you feel about the Color Purple in terms of this rendition, you are going to witness some incredible acting. That is 
uh, for sure. And you're going to witness and hear some incredible performances singing. And that was a tease from the most recent soundtrack, which I encourage everybody to download because there's so many great songs. And that was Fantasia. Fantasia Barino. American Idol winner, Grammy winner. I love me some Fantasia. She ate that role. She ate that role. Now, before we get back into the conversation, want everybody to know, Truth Nation, that this is the last week to sign up for our Black-owned business give back. If you want to win $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising on The Truth for three whole months, go to blackbusinessgiveback.com right now. Again, that is free advertisement for your business to market itself valued at $6,000. Don't miss out on this great opportunity. Go to blackbusinessgiveback.com right now to sign up today for official rules. Head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank member FDIC. Tony, how you feeling? Feeling great. I'm awake. Right, now, are, I'm, now, with all of this color purple talk, do you think you're going to want to go see it now? The remake? Uh, not really. I mean, I mean, I may or may not, but I'm not like, ooh, I got to go see it. Okay. I mean, I, it's, it is, you know, I'm not, I, mean, I, I don't know. I really love the it's, original movie so much. I'm like, but I got to get it wrapped in my mind. Like, okay, this is not the original movie. This is a musical version of the original movie. So once I get that uh, wrapped around my brain and, and understand it and, and you know, come to terms with it, then maybe I can go check it out. Okay. Well, when you do, maybe you'll see it between but am, now. But I was going to say, but I am a fan, but I am a fan of musicals in general. I know somebody was saying something about musicals. I, I love musicals. You know, the thing is, I'm, I was, I'm glad you brought that up, Tony. So Sandra had called earlier and she said that she thinks that, you know, because it's a musical, black people may not be, and I'm paraphrasing, may not be as inclined to see it. And I just want to remind us, black folks, as well as non-black people that are listening, we love all of our valued listeners, black people definitely have played a major role in the evolution of Broadway. Like, we've, we've been having musicals, and they call it Black Broadway. Some people do. But we go back as far as, you know, Porgy and Bess. The Wiz. What's the Wiz. Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls. Misbehaving. Mm-hmm. You know, August Wilson, who is one of the most sought-after, talented. Yes, and you have the piano lesson. I just saw that uh, version with Samuel Jackson and Denzel Washington's son. I want to say his name is James Washington. And Danielle Brooks, who plays Miss Sophia in the most recent version. I mean, Black Broadway has a long history. And the the audiences that primarily were going to see these Broadway productions during the early stages were, were us. So, Sandra, if you're still listening, I'm going to encourage you or recommend to you to consider if you if you have PBS, if you have access to the public broadcasting system or the PBS channel, there is a documentary called Black Broadway, A Proud History, A Limitless Future. Again, the name of this documentary is Black Broadway, a proud history, a limitless future. And it is featured on PBS and it takes you through the entire journey and history. And it really truly celebrates the roles and voices on Broadway from us. And again, dream girls, the whiz, as Tony had mentioned, ain't misbehaving. And even the color purple was a musical. Um, 
the piano lesson, it, the list goes on and on, but we definitely have had some of the most successful Broadway musicals. And when I say we, I mean us as black folks. And, and back to the whole music, I got to keep reminding folks, if you don't already know, please know this. Rock and roll music was invented by a black man. And some of the first rock and roll hits were from black people. Chuck Berry is known to be the inventor of rock and roll music. The first rock and roll, like true record that was a hit was Rocket City, which was performed by Ike Turner and the band that he was in at the time. And I can't remember the Ooh, name of the group. Out, Ike. And then you had Little Richard, Chuck Berry. Little Richard. But yeah, Black Little folks, Richard thinks he was the originator. Well, he was one of the originators. That's, yeah. that's for sure. The official inventors of rock, undisputed, Chuck Berry, Little Richard, and the first rock and roll hit was performed by a black man, written and performed by a black man in a group. Uh, is it Ready Rocket? Rocket Ready? But Ike Turner. So we, we got we to gotta know our history, y'all. But Elvis Presley, mm -hmm. Jerry Lee Lewis, they all benchmarked, copied, and even stole music. Stole. From... Stop, and I said it. Yes. And, uh, Challenge and I, me and if I you dare. It. Stole. Yeah, stole it. And, and go see the movie Elvis because th that movie right there tells you what you need to know about <laughs> plagiarism. <laughs> Anywho, right. I digress. But yeah, I just wanted I, I wanted to know as we are in the week of Kwanzaa and we're celebrating day two, and today's principle is regarding you know determination. Look, black folks invented rock. We invented rhythm and blues, or what is known as R&B, and we got to know our history. And we definitely played a major role in Broadway musicals, period. We're not just doers, we're thinkers. I keep saying that to us, y'all. We're not just thinkers, or we're not just doers, we're thinkers. We are inventors, we're innovators, we're creators. So we got to operate as such at all times. Back to the color purple. I thought we were so Tony, I thought we were, oh, okay, go ahead. We're, we're wrapping it up. Oh, okay. I do want to give Kiana a shout out because she says her favorite quotes, or she has two, is from the Color Purple movie, I try to teach my heart to not want what it can't have. And her second favorite quote is, you better bash Mr. In the Head and worry about heaven later. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good quote. Uh, I remember that one. I love it. I love Mr. it. Okay. Mr. Well, his real name was Albert. Remember, Sugar Avery was mm -hmm. like, Albert? Yeah, yeah. She was like, you call him Mr.? That's a title. <laughs> Andy Glover was good, though, in that role. He was, oh, man. Man, I interviewed him one time, and I brought up Mr. He he did not react. So I was like, okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell y'all about that when we come back from break. You're listening to the best morning show on planet Earth. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Our guest co-host today, Marquette University Hall of Famer, Tony Smith. We will be back. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Sharp, lazy, none of that may be energy. 
Happy, happy, happy second day of Kwanzaa. It is Wednesday, December 27th, and we are celebrating the second day of Kwanzaa. And today's principle that we are celebrating is Kuji Chagulia. Kuji Chagulia, which is also known as self Is that like the sweater? Like Kuji? Kuji sweater? No, this one, oh. this is spelled, so Kuji is spelled K-O, excuse me, C-O-O, was it J-I or G-I? I don't, worry, I don't, I don't really rock too much Kuji. But this is K-U-J-I-C-H-A-G-U-L-I-A. Kuji Chagulia. Kuji sweater now. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, don't pay no attention to Tony. Okay, this is very serious. We're celebrating the second day oh, of Kwanzaa. Oh, my bad. I didn't know we'd be serious. My bad. No, it's okay. It's okay. But you know, some people, it's like, man, I'll be joking with my, my Kwanzaa celebration. And mm, as we are celebrating mm. the second day of Kwanzaa, Milwaukee, just so you know, the Wisconsin Black Historical Society uh, had a kickoff of Kwanzaa kickoff celebration yesterday. And the Wisconsin Black Historical Society is located on 27th and Center in the heart of Milwaukee. So if you are looking for ways or a platform to celebrate Kwanzaa, which kicked off yesterday and goes on throughout the entire week, ending on January the 1st, contact the Wisconsin Black Historical Society. And again, uh, they are located on 27th and Center. And as we celebrate today's second day, which again is regarding self-determination, got an interesting update for you, Tony. Oh, okay. Kanye West, speaking of determination, mm. issued a formal apology yeah. to the Jewish community. Of course he did. Now, he posted the apology in Hebrew, which is the primary language of the Jewish community. So he he posted it in Hebrew, and this is how it translates in terms of English. I sincerely apologize to the Jewish community for any, quote, unintended outburst, end quote, caused by my words or actions. It was not my intention to offend or demean respected, and I deeply, or excuse me, it was not my intention to offend or demean respected, and I deeply regret any any pain I may have caused. I am committed to starting with myself and learning from the experience to ensure greater sensitivity and understanding in the future. Your forgiveness is important to me and I am committed to making amends and promoting unity. Again, that was a formal apology issued by Kanye West based on, I would say over the past year, maybe even year and a half where he's been, he's made comments that were regarded as anti-Semitic and they've been very controversial. Now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the, Got to get your thoughts on this. So, Tony, the Anti-Defamation League, which is a formal organization, and you can follow them on X, formerly known as Twitter, or Instagram. Their name is ADL. So the Anti-Defamation League issued a response to Kanye West's apology to the Jewish community, and it says as follows, and I quote, After causing untold damage by using his vast influence and platform to poison countless minds with vicious anti-Semitism and hate, an apology in Hebrew may be the first step on a long journey towards making amends to the Jewish community and all all those who he has hurt. Ultimately, actions will speak louder than words, but this initial act of of contrition is welcome. 
Thoughts, yeah. Tony? Yeah. I mean, first of all, <laughs> yeah. a- a- ADL, what 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 are they going to say? Of course, they're going to accept it and say, oh, a first step. But, I mean, what are his other steps going to be? Whatever. That's all political. Let's be politically correct here. Uh, as far as Kanye, uh, you know how Kanye is. He did the same thing with Sway, right? Right. You ain't got the answer, Sway. Now he comes back in another interview. Oh, Sway was right. Said you did. You did have the answer. Right. Yes. You did have the answers. I said, I mean, so this is a uh, right on right on a uh, cue for for Kanye. He's out there running his mouth, thinking he's bigger than he is, and he can say whatever he wants to say. And when he gets smacked, and be like, Nah, bro, you ain't that big. Uh, now all of a sudden you want to backpedal. But the main reason I think for is I'm I'm just envisioning. As as you're reading Kanye's uh, apology, I'm envisioning somebody just just dancing, tap dancing over here. That's Kanye, just tap dancing. He, this dude has an album coming out. He has an album Does coming he? out. Yes. Okay. And this is you know I'm playing dumb just for the purpose of this show. Right. I'm like, right. Is he? But yes, yeah. go ahead. This is simply <laughs> I got an album coming out, and I can't have the powers that be against me when this album comes out uh, because at the end of the day, I'm trying to make some money. Uh, I lost a lot of money over that. I'm, I'm going to totally thing. stop you right there, Tony. Totally stop you right there. That's that's not. I, and I can tell you, as someone who has been a long time admirer of Kanye West. Now, let me be clear, because I, I I'm a grown woman. I don't I don't agree with everything that Kanye West says, but I am a grown woman, and I have the right to choose whoever I choose to be inspired by. But mm-hmm. I can tell you as long as I've been an admirer of Kanye West as an, an artist, a multifaceted artist, I can assure you that his ego is so big, Tony, <laughs> that matter of fact, when he released his last studio recorded album, Donda, he was in the midst of controversy right then. And I went to his listening party at the United Center in Chicago. Not the United Center, sorry, Soldier Field. Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, like, trust me, as much as you're there's there's people who are thinking there's an ulterior motive. And I I mean, I don't I'm not inside Kanye's brain, but I can definitely with the utmost confidence tell you that he did not release that apology based on whether or not his newly dropped record or album that's coming up will sell records. As a matter of fact, he would do the opposite just to get attention. But no, that's not the reason why. I don't know what drove him to apologize. But to your point, Tony, which I think you were getting to, what I don't like about Kanye, and there's not too many things, but what I don't like about Kanye is when you apologize like this, and he's done this before, you you can't keep apologizing for things you're going to do over and over again. So if you are truly apologizing with words as though, you know, it's my intention to rebuild, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm committed to making amends and promoting unity, then you, you got to demonstrate that consistently, Kanye. I'm not saying right. that you don't, have an, you don't have the right to rant. You just don't need people recording you while you do it. Because we as imperfect <laughs> people, we all rant. But I'm not right. going to have a camera and then post it on social media. So I think that another thing that, that I'm curious as to what, what Kanye is doing is that, you know, a lot of black folks are like, Kanye, you quick to apologize to the Jewish community, but you still haven't apologized to the black community regarding your statement where, where he said slavery was a choice. 
a number of people in the black community were were severely offended by that mm-hmm. statement. I, mean, I, I don't, I don't think that that was the message he was trying to convey. But I do think that his choice of words and the, the way he delivered the message, and, and and the response that came from that, right? But that that, that could have said it differently. Yeah, that happens to uh, a lot of people who you know speak out like that and and rant and in anger while you're angry. You're mm-hmm. gonna say you're gonna slip up and say something that. And it's going to be delivered the wrong way. But, um, you know, I mean, who who knows what, what Kanye's thinking? I just, I mean, we're going to just hap- happen to land on opposite ends of the spectrum. You don't think he's doing it for that reason? I think that's the only reason no, he's, he's doing never it. No, he's never His ego is too big. Uh, hey, listen, he would never you, can say, Denise, you can say what you wanted. You're never going to convince me that this isn't his reason. So that's why I say we're just going to land on opposite oh, ends well, of the spectrum. And, and here's the thing. That's I'm not it. trying to convince you because right, right. one of my mantras in life is that I don't, I don't try to, to sway somebody uh, another way that has definitely determined or committed to, yeah. you know. So, hey, this is what I love about the truth. I'm, I'm not here to convince you to think otherwise. Just like, you know, I, I stopped because for a long time, Tony, it got, it, it got exhausting where I would get into these debates with people. Mm-hmm. And this is like this is like when he was dropping graduation and, you know, like probably between graduation and the life of Pablo, I would, I would engage myself in these heated discussions, which would then turn into arguments. And so then I just came to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm not, it's not my job or my lifelong duty to recruit Kanye fans. You You're like defending you Kanye. Like. <laughs> I, look, like I said, you know, when, when president, Tr- former president Trump was running for office the first time, you know, I have friends who I know who told me they voting for Trump. Mm. It's it's your right, yeah. and I know a lot of people say, "Well, if you vote for Trump, then you're not this, or I can't be your friend." And da 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 da. You know, for me, knowing that you voted for Trump or knowing that you voted for Biden, that has nothing to do with how you treat me and others as a friend. You have every right to vote for whoever you want to vote for. Yep. But as long as you're not cheating on me, stealing from me, causing physical harm to me or my loved ones. I'm you do you do you yeah and so I guess well, well at the end of the day you know like you well, to just to close the Kanye deal like the proof is in the pudding Kanye we'll see what you do down yes. the road we heard your apology Let, let's see how you act from now on then yeah that's, I'm, that's, I'm that's all, all about what you just said Tony I'm, I'm all about that because one thing I'm trying to do better too is do not apologize for something that you know you're going to do again Right. Now, if, if 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 Kanye, you're making this apology, which clearly said that you want to rebuild a unified relationship with the Jewish community. I'm I'm like the Anti-Defamation League. They said, look, we appreciate to a degree your apology, but actions speak louder than words. And I so agree with that. So we'll see what what Kanye demonstrates going into 2024. He may look. He may Tony have said, look, we're going into a new year. I'm going to turn over a new leaf and be a better person in terms of how I engage with different communities. More to come. We'll see. Stay tuned. We come back. We got our truth of the matter. This is truth be told with DT and Telly with our guest co-host NB retiree Marquette university hall of famer, Tony Smith. This is the truth. One Oh one seven. We'll be back. But I'm the best. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 
It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. time it is it is truth of the matter i'm gonna keep mine really quick tony and then i'm gonna pass the mic to you my truth of the matter is this the truth of the matter is however you feel about the color purple at the end of the day it is going to play an integral role in our community and this is exactly where we got to consider how we show up and support what is already being described as a box office hit go see the color purple even it's just pouring in to our community because what's going to happen for many of the actors that are in this film, they're going to go up. Their wealth, their notoriety, their access to Hollywood, which is going to ultimately support our community. So truth of the matter is whether you have heard good things or bad things about The Color Purple, it is a all-star black production cast etc go support the color purple that's my truth of the matter i'm gonna go check it out i'm taking your advice uh thank you just just after you explained it like that i'm like you know i'm gonna go support it like i said i wasn't i wasn't against it in the first place but it wasn't on my priority list because it just wasn't because i love the original movie so much but uh after hearing your uh take i am definitely gonna go see it at some point so that is music to my ears, Tony. Thank you. I'm glad that you're going to go see it. And when you come back next Wednesday, let us know. If you if you see it between now and, and next yeah. Wednesday when maybe, you're back. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I'll do that just so I can have a take on it. So Yes! I love it. Go and we're going to continue to watch The Color Purple Break box office records because 2024 is all about reclaiming and rebuilding our wealth. Yeah, We're going to do it, y'all. Yep. And uh, mine, real quick, is just off uh, the, the second day, Kwanzaa Self-Determination, what we talked about before. Uh, I hope everybody can find some self-determination out there. If you got things that you want to get done, uh, things that goals that you have that you maybe think are too big uh, to take on, hey, it starts it starts one day at a time with those with those type of goals. Self-discipline. Get yourself to do it the first day. All right, now I'm going to do it the second day. Consistency. Uh, and you can keep that up. You're going to reach that uh, goal. And that is the definition of self-determination. You heard it here. Truth of the matter. Up next, Sherwin Hughes. We will be back tomorrow. Thanks again. Shout out to our guest co-host, Tony Smith. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is signing off. About up time. Next, we got some stability Sherwin around Hughes. here. Make it a great day. We love y'all. See you tomorrow.